Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. Welcome to the Where to Hunt podcast, the podcast that connects public land hunting enthusiasts. Today is, uh, what is today? August 23rd, 2017. I'm your host, Eric Clark. Didn't forget my name. That's a plus. Uh, I did forget my age on this podcast uh, with our guest, Bud Fisher from Catching Deers. Um, I don't think Bud knew this, but I did drink a beer while we talked about Catching Deer. Um, great episode. Uh, they got a lot of cool stuff going on over there at Catching Deers. Uh, really exciting stuff. If you haven't heard of them, I really, really encourage you to check them out. They really kind of bring the spirit of deer camp to life through their brand, through their hats, through their shirts, all that good stuff. And they're just a good, good group of guys, um, that are doing really cool things. And they're actually also giving back to conservationism through the, the NDA, the national deer line. So a lot of cool things going on. We'll get into that. I'll bring Bud on now and, uh, enjoy. Thanks. All right, we're going to go ahead and welcome our guest of the week to the show. Today we have with us Bud Fisher of Catching Deers. Bud, thanks for uh, hanging out with me today. How are you? I'm good. I mean, I was just saying it's like <laughs> a beautiful day here in Wisconsin, and you're not, I mean, you're kind of far away, but I mean, realistically, you're not that far away. You're just uh, Yeah, you just got to go You just got to go around the lakes, that's all. Yeah. Got to go around the lakes to Ontario, yeah. My, uh, I start off every, kind of every, conversation of this sort i start off with a big how are you it's my uncle bob every single time you see him he shakes your hand and he squeezes so hard he almost breaks your knuckles and he says how are you how are you and uh we used him in our first ever video and people now will bump into me and that's all they ever say so it's kind of caught on now the big how are you how are you caught as soon as you said i'm like oh my gosh that's right how are you like real loud in the video that's that's right that's That's right yeah exactly (laughs) we have some fun with it he's he's an awesome dude we have some fun with him for sure heck yeah but he yells it at you he's pretty much deaf he was a logger for like 40 years and he's pretty much deaf. So he'll yell it right, right in your face. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Look, I'm awake. I'm awake now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So no, I'm in, I'm in Ottawa, Ontario is where I call home. And, um, Oh, what was it? About a 17 hour drive back from deer, deer fest, Wisconsin. Yeah. I, I did. Just, about... I was thinking about that. That you, did you drive that? Yeah, because we had the whole booth set up and everything like that that um, that we had to bring on down, and so we we drove it, stopped about halfway, and and, and stayed there, and we had a great what was it three days at Deer Fest, and I mean if anybody from Wisconsin hasn't gone to that, I'd recommend it. It was a great show. We had a really good time there. So um, yeah, and it was nice to 
Nice to bump into you and chat. Yeah, it was brief, but it was it was good. It's funny. You stuck out like a sore thumb. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, that's that's the guy. And you must get that a little bit more than you probably did maybe a year or two ago, huh? Where you got people that think that they know <laughs> you, and you're like, dude, I don't know you, but okay. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that happens occasionally. And people can't put their finger on it. That's that's the awkward part. I'm like, uh, are you from so-and-so? They're like, no. And then we just go our separate ways. And I don't uh, I don't drop – it gets really awkward because I'm not willing to say, like, perhaps you've seen my Facebook yeah. or YouTube video. That, that's, that's awkward for me. So yep. sometimes I'll just make light of it. I'll just be like, well, perhaps you know me from my movies and then <laughs> laugh and walk away. <laughs> Wait, oh, what movie were you in? That's up to you. Yeah. No, that was, well, that was yeah, a good time. Sometimes. I mean, they had really cheap beer at Deerfest. Um, I brought my wife with me. She's, uh, we're eight months pregnant, so uh, she was pretty miserable walking around that whole thing when I was talking to everybody about deer. Yep, um, such a trooper. I such still, a trooper. I still over yeah. for that one. Yeah. But no, it was a good. It was a good time, and I bought one of your hats. I bought the. I bought the classic, catching deer's black and mm-hmm. white foam trucker hat, and uh, actually a good buddy of mine yesterday just picked up a bunch of your stuff. Uh, I was telling him I was going to have you on the show. He's like, well, let me look at their stuff. So he, I think he bought like two or three shirts or something. He wanted a hat, but the one he wanted was sold out, which is a good thing for you guys probably. Yeah, you know what? It, it's been um, a struggle for us in terms of keeping things in, in stock. And so that's a good that's a good issue to have. Um, you know, we've had a really, really great response to our, to our gear, our T-shirts and our, our hats, and we've got a lot more coming this fall in terms of, um, getting more into the lifestyle apparel stuff like hoodies and sweatpants and vests and things like that. So oh, that sounds uh, perfect been very, for fall right now. Yeah, yeah, we've been very blessed and fortunate with that. We're excited to bring a lot more kind of depth to, to what we're doing in terms of um, the apparel line. And we're having a lot of fun with it. So our stuff, a lot of our hats right now are, are sold out. We've got more on the way. Um, but uh, I'm excited about some of the things that, that we're doing into, into this fall, yeah. Well, it's super exciting. Let me let me back up and just kind of, I always ask every guest, you know, if they hunt private land or public land, we'll get to that in a second. I'll let you answer that. But um, I don't know. I always try to like bring it back to hunting. So how, how many years have you been hunting? I don't know the exact answer to that. Um, well, I do and I don't. So I started, uh, I was, a, as, a, as a young boy, I would fish every chance that I got. I would bug my dad to take me out. He had a boat that was not at all a fishing boat, but I'd bug him to take me out in it and he'd kind of clean that boat and, and I'd fish up, you know, off the side of it. And um, my mom had a friend who lived on the water and I would just beg her all the time to go over to Diane's house so she could have a coffee with Diane and I could fish off the dock. Um, and that was before I could really, you know, gun hunt or anything. And so I would go up when I was pretty young, maybe 10, 12, 13, 14, up to my uncle, uncle Bob, his hunt, uh, hunt camp. And I was never, you know, I, I didn't have uh, my license at that point. So I was kind of sitting with my dad or my older brothers that hunted. And so it's been a part of my family. My dad duck hunted with his father and my mom's does uh does you know rifle hunting every year and the way that they do it here is different and there's a little bit of this happens in the states but in in our kind of hunting culture we talk more about tree stand hunting and we grew up running dogs where you'd have a bunch of guys set out and you would run dogs through and chase the deer through the woods and that's really a very canadian way of doing it in ontario there's so much kind of big woods 
then it's very difficult to hunt and people don't as much tree stand hunt or, or perhaps they do, but I, I suppose more, more often or uh, more often than anywhere else I've seen, they'll run dogs through and chase deer um, through. And so that's what, that's what I grew up doing. But I, when I was 16, I bought a bow and I bought a, a Hoyt like MT sport or something like that. And uh, I started hunting, bow hunting when I was 16. I wasn't able to bow hunt for four years in college. I was playing uh, college hockey in Connecticut and didn't have a chance then. And then as soon as I got back from school, when I was 22, I picked up bow hunting again. And it's been, you know, eight years um, since. So I've had it, I've had it since I was very young, but um, really when I was 16 is when I got into bow hunting, you know, heavily. Nice. That's actually the same yeah. age I got into it for whatever reason. I just missed the boat on the, I think here in Wisconsin back then I'm 30, I think I'm 31. Yeah. I think I'm 31. <laughs> I had to think about it. Um, I think the hunter safety ed stuff was like 12 and I missed all that. I don't know. I was whatever. And then I think 16 was the first time I actually went and went hunting in the Nicolay national forest here in Wisconsin. That was a lot of, I didn't see a damn thing. I didn't get anything. I was freezing cold. So the fact <laughs> that I stuck with it, I don't know. It means I'm, crazy or something but i think we all are when it comes to deer hunting yeah absolutely absolutely similar story for me i mean when i was younger my parents uh when i was in high school this is one of the reasons i bought a bow and started bow hunting is um my my parents bought a farm that was a hundred acre farm outside of town and um we didn't we didn't farm it it was kind of one of those hobby farm recreational properties and um we had some some good good deer hunting on that i was very fortunate to be able to do it I was not very successful at it. Um, I had, you know, I remember one instance when I was young, I had a, I was hunting, actually, we had a swamp on the one side on the north side of our property. And I got permission on the other side of that from the, the from the landowner to hunt. Um, Cause I'd never been over there. And I just went and kind of stump sat and had a buck come out behind me sitting on the ground and it made a scrape and circled out and it came around a pine, a pine tree and um, it was just stepping out into the opening, kind of a clearing that I was hunting. And I drew my bow and it stopped and it didn't present me with a full broadside shot. And I, being the rookie hunter that I was and not very patient, decided to try to sneak one in. And I caught shoulder blade. I saw the arrow as it ran away, sticking out of that shoulder oh, no. blade and didn't get very much penetration. It was raining and I never, I never recovered that deer. And it's obviously not something that we like to like to have happen or celebrate, but I learned a, a big lesson very young when it comes to, you know, shooting with the bow. And so that one hurt a lot because that was a very nice deer. And I was, I was young and just kind of starting out and hunting. And it's one of those painful experiences that you have that causes you to learn and grow and practice a ton and make sure you're responsible when you're doing it. So you're absolutely right. I think we all have, I mean, I would like to think we all have, I mean, some people get pretty lucky, but most of us seem to have that one experience where you're like, man, you know, you just feel terrible yeah. about it. And that's kind of what really makes you feel like hunters are very um, empathetic towards towards the animal. We're not we're not like out there to kill, 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 hurrah, dead deer. We're, I mean, we're a lot of respect for the animal in some cases. Really think about what's going uh, absolutely. on. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I think one of the things one of the things too is um you know not everybody might have had that experience but there's been other times that you messed up i remember one time that i i shifted you know and made a creaking noise and scared two nice bucks off that were within bow range i had another time when my back was killing me and i stood up 
And uh, as I was halfway standing up very slowly to kind of stretch my back, I felt like almost the hairs on the back of my neck go up. And I was like, oh, no, I knew it. And I turned around and locked eyes with a mature 10-point buck that was behind me. They're just and like ghosts, off, man. It's like, come on. It. You know, the know. second you do that, it's like, damn it. It's, <laughs> it's happened to me, too. It's and I'm, I'm, I get impatient, too. So I'll like, yeah, I'll do the stretch or whatever. And I'm like, there isn't yep. shit around here. There's nothing happening. And then, sure enough, that's mm-hmm. the moment. I would have just sat still for exactly. a longer. <laughs> exactly. But that being said, uh, I hunted hard. And I think four days later, I shot that same deer out of that same stand. Nice. I had him. He he made a mistake. And, you know, the wind was the wind was right. And I ended up shooting him. That was the first deer that I'd shot with a bow back, I guess, eight, eight or so years ago. Nice so, yeah. Nice work. So, do you, I mean, it sounds like you're a whitetail hunter through and through, but is that what you like hunting the most or love hunting the most? You know what? Uh, it's hard to say. I would say yes. Yes, it is. Um, I've, I've done a, a lot of hunting across different species, and I enjoy it all for different reasons, but um, I spend the most time uh, whitetail hunting. I shot a moose with my bow um, three seasons ago okay. in Ontario, and uh, that was that was quite the experience. Standing on the ground, 23 yards, I had a scare off with a bull moose, and I was at full draw. And I held for about two minutes and was just shaking, because when I drew, he turned and faced me. And uh, my friend was 75 yards down the cut line, and he called and turned it, and I put one behind the shoulder and was absolutely shaking like my. If I had another probably 10, 15 seconds in me that I could hold at full draw, and then I would have had to let down, and, and that moose would have been gone. That was that was quite the experience. Um, I've shot black bear with my with my bow, um, deer, and I, I got into waterfowl and turkey hunting probably two, three years ago, and I love waterfowl hunting. There's something about it those mornings and you know calling and having you know a group of mallards turn and commit after you called them that that's a lot of fun that gets me going too. So, um, I, I do spend a lot of time in the fall doing waterfowl hunting and, and here in Ottawa, um, for goose, uh, goose hunting is a lot of fun because you'll drive right into a cut cornfield and set up all your decoys in a cut cornfield. And, uh, we have one of the biggest staging areas for Canada geese in, in North America here in the Ottawa Valley. And, and so we're very, very fortunate and, uh, we get in some geese here as well. So that's, that's a lot of fun and relatively new to me and it's social, you know, we, yeah, we do, we do some management. Yeah. Yeah. We do some management for whitetails and we've got some property that we have food plots and that we manage very intensely and we shoot, you know, only four and a half year old deer. Um, I have buddies that have come out and shot their first year and he was a three year old and they were super happy with it. And that's, that's awesome. Uh, we choose to shoot the, you know, kind of the QDMA style. We shoot the four and a half year olds um, because that's, you know, the active choice, that, that we make. I feel like I have to give a disclosure. Like what I don't like in the hunting industry right now is um, any sort of buck shaming. Like when I see somebody that shot their first buck and are like, you know, yeah, but he's four years old or he's not huge, butt or like I, that, that bugs me. I, I want, I think it should be a situation where if you shoot your first buck, if it's a spike or if it's a four point or a six and eight or a giant, like, we all deserve to be super stoked and proud about any deer that we take um, because it's such an accomplishment and it's such an experience. And so 
Um, we choose to do the, the four and a half year old because we have great deer hunting where we are and we have the ability to manage for, for whitetails of that, that yeah. class. Yeah. And it's exciting to let but, them grow though, too. Like I, I do most yeah. of my fishing is catch and release. And I kind of equate that to, I don't know. I just like, I like the act of fishing, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. Like I'll go fishing for eaters and that's fine, but that's a different kind of day. And as far as right. I'm concerned, it's a pretty good feeling to throw one back. And I got to imagine um, you know, I don't have that style hunting yet. I'm a public land guy, so I, I take what I can get most of the, most of the time. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Know, but it, it's it seriously though. If I if I knew that there wouldn't be a guy, you know, a hundred yards away that's going to shoot the same deer, I would. I mean, shit, I'd love to let more deer go. To be honest, I, I feel like oh, that would it, feel great because then I know I can. Yeah. I don't. know, For me, it's a game. Like I think the the bigger, more mature, bigger rack deer bucks are going to be more of a trophy just because I think they're harder to get because I don't see those ones as often. I know you have to, there's more you have that goes into it, playing the wind, the scent, the getting into their bedding areas without spooking. I mean, all sorts of stuff. So I, I see it as a trophy that way more than scoring the rack or whatever. I just think it's a harder earned. Absolutely. Prize, I guess. Absolutely. There's something about a big, you know, a big bodied old rugged buck, regardless of how big his rack is or something about it that just is awesome. But um, yeah, we, we, you know, are, are fortunate to, to be able to, to manage for deer. I passed on a deer that was, I think, two and a half years old, and it was a nice, promising wide buck on our property here in Ontario. And, and um, I, I could have shot him, I think, three times one season and passed on him. And I didn't see the next year, but I got pictures. And then the following year, and now he's like a six and a half year old deer this year. See, that's and cool. that's a, just cool a heavy part. body. But he's so much different now. Like I passed on him three times one year, and last year I didn't see him. A friend of mine saw him, but now he's a ghost. And now you shoot him, and it's a totally different ball game. Yep. And, and so that's fun. That's fun for us. But you throw in other hunters into the equation in public land, and that deer, you know, would have been a trophy at three. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So it's, it's, it's very different. But you know, to each his own. So. But that's got to be. I mean, I that's a knowing. totally different feeling to say like. Because then there's this familiarity, there's the years past and the fact that it's three years. I mean, holy crap. What a cool, I mean, that's something I I can't relate to that I think I would just, I would love. That's playing the long game. That's like, you know, I feel like I love business and I love marketing and that stuff aside, I like playing the long game in that world. So I feel like I'd love it deer hunting. It, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's cool that I can go back and compare and watch that deer grow from two to, you know, six and a half. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty neat thing. Now that's not a, that's not a common thing for me sure. here in Ontario. Like that's, that's one deer over the last six years that I've got pictures of every year until he's six. Uh, he'll be the only deer probably over four on our property this year because we do have pressure around us and it's not a huge chunk of property. That's just a smart deer that survived. So I don't want everybody thinking that I'm, I'm, you know, in, in Iowa yeah. with, with, with seven, with 17 shooters lined up for me to take my pick. <laughs> it's, it's not that, but, yeah. but yeah, we have, you know, we can do a little bit of management. Yeah. Well, that's cool. And the management part is, I gotta be fun too. Cause you're getting prepared and, you know, I just went out with some buddies last Saturday, the, like the guys that actually go hunting with every year, like, you know, um, the, I don't know, the gang, the, the deer camp dudes. And we mm-hmm. all got together to actually film like a commercial for the app that, that I have. And 
it was so difficult. It was like herding cats trying to get us to do anything because we, it was like hunting. <laughs> we're like, well, this is basically a mock hunt. So we were like talking about all the same old stories from last year. I was like, oh my God, I'm so, ex- I'm so excited for deer hunting already. And we're not even, I mean, we're close, but we're not that close. So it's just, uh, yeah, man. absolutely. Well, we're, we're, we've done that, uh, the filming, the herding of cats a, a number of times now. We've, <laughs> For those of you know those that might not know, we we're a, an apparel company, but we have a very heavy you know digital media focus. We do a lot of um, you know lifestyle videos that um, that we try our best to be funny, and uh, we're going to be doing a lot more of that this fall. We're we're going to start. I'll be in a tree stand um, in Kentucky in uh, about two weeks' time. So on the first, uh, no, the second of September, which is Saturday the second is when the Kentucky opener starts. And okay. so I'll be, I'll be uh, hunting in Kentucky for early season uh, velvet bucks there. And, uh, and then the season commences. Then I've got black bear in Ontario and waterfowl. And then, you know, we, we get into um, October and I'm hunting Ontario here, um, which is kind of early season as October in Ontario. And then we get into the rut and I'm going to do Ohio and Tennessee and we're going to film all that. And, and, um, and we'll have a catching deers, um, show that that will be airing on, um, digital platforms. So it's pretty super, excited about super that. Exciting. I mean, you, yeah, you nailed it with, with yeah. the brand. And I, I know, like I read the backstory and I may, I may have heard you on the working class bow hunters, uh, podcast and yeah. And, you know, it's so funny because before before any of that, you know, I was probably one of the first people, the first couple thousand people that saw your initial video. And right away I was like, well, mm-hmm. this is going to be big. I mean, these guys are, you get it, but you get it because you don't care what other people, you're doing it for yourself. And that shows, <laughs> yeah. and, it, and it, not in a bad way, but it shows them like, it's so authentic. You're not, you're not trying to fake the funk. You're not doing anything um, to, I don't know, show, but you're just you're doing it for the right reasons. And I think that that echoes pretty loudly in the hunting community. And it's, it's so synonymous with deer camp that it gets you excited about it because there's so many serious talks about hunting and tactics and tips and tricks and who is who and (laughs) what's the latest product or bow or air. I mean, all that stuff. And at the end of the damn day, I just want to go to deer camp with my buddies, you know? And I think well, you, you yeah. do that with, I mean, you yeah. bring that feeling to life through your brand and through your apparel and through your hats. That's super cool. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we appreciate that. That's, that, you know, we didn't, we didn't set out to, to build a deer hunting company. You know, we're at the hunt camp and the jokes kind of spilled over until we have the ability through one of our friends to make some apparel. And so, you know, one of the jokes spilled into the original foam trucker where, you know, Austin, one of my buddies came into the hunt camp and he, and he's not traditionally a hunter. He'd done some stump sitting with a friend of his, but not, not a through and through hunter. And he came in and, you know, asked us if we caught anything. And so we're like, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> and uh, so, so that was, that was 2015 in Kentucky, the, the, the camp that we hunt in Kentucky. And, and so we had a, a whole bunch of fun with that um, that weekend. And it became kind of like the hashtag of the weekend, right? We left the weekend posting pictures on Instagram and being like hashtag catching beers and hashtag a bunch of other inside jokes, right. That just like the six or eight of us would get. And, um, you know, from there, uh, the next year I showed up with catching deers hats and the guys thought they were hilarious. And so then we just, there were six of them call them the original six. Um, this one does not include the Chicago Blackhawks and this original six. 
um, just foam trucker hats. And, um, you know, we, uh, yeah, so we started wearing them around and people are like, man, that's awesome. I have, the, you know, my mother-in-law always asks me that, where did you get that hat? I want that hat. And we're like, nah, I just made it, you know? And so we decided, we're like, all right, well, we've had enough people ask us that let's, let's do this. Like, let's make some foam trucker hats. We'll make a video that's true to the brand. The intention of this whole brand is a joke, right? Is so let's make a funny video um, playing on that joke and see what happens. And then it just kind of, it did what it did. And, and here we are. So um, the first little while it was just trying to kind of keep our heads above water with it. And then now I'm, I'm committed to it full time and have got some people that are, are doing work for us and things like that. And, and now we're going into the fall with, with some exciting partnerships that we have together and, um, and we're doing this, this show. So um, things happen fast, super blessed, but to your point, the authenticity of it is, I think that's really stemming from, we weren't trying to accomplish anything, <laughs> you know, we were just kind of being us yep. and thinking that like our buddies and um, you know, maybe a few of their friends would see it and it just kind of went, it went bigger than we thought it would. And we just kept following it up with more stuff that really appeals. We just kind of do the us test. You know, if we think it's funny, then we do it. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> so that's, that's the it. best way. I mean, and honestly, like I, I love, like I said, I love it. And it's, it's so funny that like all my buddies are like, dude, where'd you get that hat? And I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> let me tell you, I'm so excited to tell people about your, your product and your brand. It's just such a great, it's such a great you. thing to be a part of. I mean, I'm happy that you guys did it because I get to wear the hat. I mean, real, realistic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, and we say, you know, our vision is really to, you know, not to sell hats or shirts, but to bring people together, right? Like those conversations and people laughing. And we, we, we intend to, to make, make our content and our videos very shareable because, you know, we think of the hunting experience as something that's meant to be shared. And that's what brings two people together. So even our videos, you know, like we share trail camera pictures back and forth. And that's a, that's a conduit, a facilitator to the relationships that I have with my brothers, my friends and things like that. And so we see as hunting, we see hunting as being very important to us as people and the relationships that we have. So what we do is, is we, we make funny content that is just that it's like a trail camera picture. It's something you want to share with your buddy, laugh about, maybe it becomes an inside joke. And, um, you know, it just brings, it, it's another connection point, maybe something that, you know, one of your buddies that you haven't reached out in a while, you'll send and it will spark another conversation. So we just want to, you know, bring people together. That's, that's what the, you know, the vision is for, for catching deers. And, and I think that that's kind of resonating because it's not, you know, our, our vision is to sell a bunch of product or to shoot, you know, 190 inch deer. Our vision is really to, to bring people together and, um, and to, celebrate the, the lighter side of hunting that kind of gets swept under the rug. Like, you know, the hunting industry is, is, is I've, I've got to know a lot of, a lot of people. There's a lot of fantastic people. Um, but I think it's just a little bit serious sometimes. And I have a hard time, to, you know, taking anything seriously. And so <laughs> I think it just kind of rubs off, rubs off a little bit in, in how we approach things. Yeah. So. You guys are, I, I mean, it just, it just brings things to an even playing field of this is what I said. This is what it's actually about, you know? Just yeah yeah fun you know it's so funny to talk about like bringing people together i feel like i would i don't want to be the guy to like say here's an idea for a video i'm sure you got that plenty of times too but i can't do tell it you, i'm open i can't tell you how many <laughs> times at at this age right 30 30 something you got to go to some party with you know uh your wife's friends or a family party or something like that and you're with a bunch of other couples and 
there's people there and you're like, where's the other, where's the other guy that hunts here? Cause I'm not trying to talk <laughs> about whatever else these other guys are talking about. And sure enough, you link yeah. up with that other hunter and it's like, <laughs> it's almost like, you know, this romantic scene, like, Oh, we locked eyes and we started talking and the whole rest of the room faded away <laughs> because we're talking about deer, you know, and then the night's safe. Yeah. If I don't have that other guy that knows hunting in some sort of way, shape or form, it's like, God, this is going to be a long night at this freaking party thing, you know. Whatever it happens to be, it's like a, it's like a messing, it's like a messing with Sasquatch. Uh, have you seen those like Jack Link's mess oh, with, yeah. messing with Sasquatch oh, yeah. commercials? Well, this would be like searching for camo, where you're <laughs> like perfect. in a social setting, and you're like somebody's got to have yeah. camo in here. That's exactly <laughs> it. That's exactly it. like who's the guy that looks like he is the hunter? Okay, we're good. We're good. Give that guy well a beer. We're gonna shoot this shit, and it's gonna be a good night. Well yeah. played. Yeah, I like it. So I'll just put the hey, if you have any more, on if you have any more, you've got my number. Just yeah. just send them on over. <laughs> I suppose there's no shortage we, of ideas. A... You guys are gonna be doing this for a while, so Yeah. Yeah, no, we've got some good ideas for this fall that we're excited about. You know, can't can't let the cat out of the bag on some of the it's ideas okay. that we have. But okay. we've, we've got a few of them. Um yeah, yeah. We we've got, you know, a, a, a varying range, you know. The the brand's gonna mature over time. Um, in terms of what content that we provide, the core of it will always be funny by, by maturation. I mean, we're going to have like deer hunting episodes and stuff that at the core will be funny, but it's also, you know, time in the stand and things like that. But, um, you know, we'll have some, some, some different ones that might not be the, the true to form, pure, just ridiculousness that, that you've come to expect, but then we'll, you know, we'll, we'll sprinkle that in as well. I, um, I had a lot of fun doing the last one, um, the the most famous hunting story ever told. Did you do that for memory? Because um, if that's the yeah. case, I'm like, I'm thinking yeah. like when I met you at Deerfest, I said, "What are you? What are you? Some kind of marketing savant or something?" Because I just think everything you're doing is great. <laughs> I remember me saying that or not, yeah. but I was really referring to that video yeah. in particular because the fact that you, I, I don't know, you tell me. I'm I keep I'm not letting you answer the question. Yeah, no. So what, what happened is, is I wrote the first draft and I've got some guys that I work with on this stuff and, and, you know, we did some revisions and then I had 24 to 48 hours kind of max before we were getting together to film it. And so, um, I just, I don't know, I memorized it and then it, um, it just kind of locked in. Now I haven't told the story in a couple of weeks, but we can give it a go if you want. Oh my gosh. Could you do like, maybe do like, I don't know, the first a little bit of it or something and then we'll, we'll do like for <laughs> sure. the rest of the story go to here and watch it <laughs> yeah yeah you can go to facebook or go to go to youtube to watch it but um yeah we'll we'll see i haven't i literally have not told the story since deer fest so it's been what two or three it's weeks but it was the uh, here we go now i'm sweating bullets it was the herald night before the opener and i was kendall jones and they get into the dr grant woods but my alarm clock was at john dudley so i slept through the morning sit and woke up tiff lakoski well, there's nothing you can do at that point. So I threw a couple of Travis T-bones on the Bear Grills and cracked myself a cold Greg Miller light. I threw my real tree in the Troy Laundry and decided to Nate Hosey off my boots because it was time to hit Levi Morgan. <laughs> Got to my stand. It was a Taylor Drury day. and um, Wasn't a whole lot of action until I had an Adam LaRoche climb my leg and try to bite my Willie Robertson. 
That's perfect. So that's, that's perfect. That's the that's the intro. The story goes on. I I shoot a deer and everything else. Drop a Ted Nugent in my campaign. That's, that's the best part. The Ted Nugent in the campaigns. <laughs> yeah. That guy's a beast. Both of those guys. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell. So I was like the only one too that's probably a negative connotation on their name. It's got to be Ted Nugent and Cam Haynes. So they can take it if anybody Funny story. can. Yeah. Okay, so funny story about Cam Haynes. I met him once. I met him at ATA two years ago. And I've never done this in my life. I've been very fortunate that I've met a few famous people in my day. And Cam Haynes happens to be one of them. But I walked up with my friend Bobby to Cam Haynes. And I was like, Cam, nice to meet you. That's Bobby and I'm, but I've I've been, uh," and I stuttered and I stopped and I couldn't even get my name out. (laughs) And I was like, Cam the funniest part, like I've stuttered before, but I got so mad at myself and Cam looked at me just like, it's okay, kid. It happens all the time. Oh my God. <laughs> it was the most embarrassing thing ever. But I was like, Cam, I think I might've just fanboyed on you. And oh I God. like, Oh, it was, it was one of those really embarrassing moments, um, you know, of, of my life. And now I, now I, I guess I tell the story on podcasts, but um, it was one of those things that I've never, I don't think I've ever done that in my life. And I met Cam Haynes and I was just like, oh, that was so stupid. I haven't met but, anyone that, so it's fun. I met Lawrence Fishburne once. I got to shake his hand and that was pretty neat. And yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't get nervous. That was a weird thing. I was, I was totally fine. And it was funny because literally the night before I met him, I'd watched the movie that he stars in, Assault on Precinct 13. Where he's like some like big <laughs> mob guy. He's a scary dude. And I met him on set yep. for Aquila and the Bee, which is like a movie about a spelling bee. And he's like some like, you know, suburban dad or whatever. Tell me you were an extra. Were you an extra or were you a star? I was an extra. Movie? I was an extra. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, That's awesome. yeah, it was a long time ago. Obviously, that movie, you could, you could date it. But um, I was like, dude, last night you were killing people. And he's like, what? I'm like, oh, yeah, I should probably explain. I was watching <laughs> watching assault on <laughs> one of the one of the uh, one of the videos that i want to do at some point is go to like an ata or a shot show or something and 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 just uh, these like celebrity hunters and interview them but i want to do it like um what's his name will will ferrell does in saturday night live oh. when, <laughs> when he has like i forget who it was it was like um McCartney I think it was like McCartney and he's like remember that remember that time when when you sang that that song in front of the crowd and there was like 50,000 of them <laughs> that was awesome and he never asked them like he never even lets them answer a single question the whole time and he just like reminisces with them and so part of me wants to do a video along those lines where you do just the most ridiculous interview you ever you can and, get away with it and that <laughs> that that celebrity doesn't even have to answer a question. They're just like, yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah, That'd be perfect. <laughs> anyway, face—it's not—it's gonna be totally different than what they're used to. You're not gonna be fawning over oh them. I mean, you gosh, might be stuttering but, when you. But, you know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, that happened. Was I? I would claim it wasn't even nerves. I'm like, come on. It was. It wasn't Wayne Gretzky. It was Cam Haynes. Come on. <laughs> That's great. Anyway. We, but, well, I got, um, so I got, I got like this weird thing. I don't, I've never done this before, but I figured we'll call it rapid fire questions. And it was oh me, boy. me attempting to like really kind of go down the path of catching deers. So they're mm-hmm. really ridiculous questions. And I figured if I ask you quick, you don't have time to think about it. You're just gonna have to answer this stuff. Uh Oh, Uh Oh, so, 
Is there post? Is there post editing on this? Not that there'll be foul language. Yeah, there's no, just there, answers. I don't. I actually, it's funny you say. I actually don't do that. I did. I think initially because I was like so concerned, I'd get rid of ums and ands, and eventually I was like, yeah, screw it. That's not. A, that's not authentic enough. So I stopped doing that. So if you Let's goof, it. it's okay. Um, all right, here we go. So there's how many other? We got one, two, three, four, five, six. I think seven. Okay. All right, ready? Let's fire them out. What's yep. the biggest deer you've ever caught? <laughs> I'm over. If I'm answering that truthfully, I'm over. Uh, biggest deer I've ever shot is 141 inch eight pointer in velvet in Kentucky. Well, hold on here. So not shot, caught. Yeah, so I'm over. I have never caught a deer in my life. Truthfully, I don't. I don't. I don't know anybody that's ever caught one. It's all a hoax. It's all a lie. Yeah, yeah. I hope no. You know what? There's some people. There's some. There's some people that do helicopter tours. Long-winded answer to a rapid-fire question. I apologize. <laughs> and they net and trap deer so that they can do tagging. And I really want to do that. They didn't respond to my email, but you know what? I hope to. I hope to respond next time we do this and say i caught you know a doe with a with a cannon net out of a helicopter in utah or something so i'm working on it i might have something for you for that my buddy a really close friend of mine who does a different podcast with me his dad was part of the safari club international and he has a deer farm of like he's like 50 deer and he started out because he would net them so he has patented a net gun to catch deer did we just become best friends? Might be a good connection. Yup. <laughs> yup. <laughs> you want to do karate in the garage? All right. Yup. <laughs> oh, man. Perfect. That's awesome. That's well, awesome. Number two. Number two. They're all, they're all about catching deer. I was hoping you are just going to make some shit up here. but well, Let's make it up then. How hey, long... I'm an honest guy. Okay. <laughs> How long was your longest deer no. riding experience? How long could you last on a deer? Eight seconds. Eight seconds. Have you ever caught I, a I unicorn? It, Have you ever it. caught a unicorn buck? No, I've seen one, and I got within three yards, and it winded me. Wind swirl. Wind swirl. Perfect. What is the other one? Oh God, what do I have here? Have you? Have you ever? <laughs> how bad does it hurt getting pierced by a, an antler horn? Took one in the shoulder. Had to have surgery. Um, tore my labrum. And uh, just missed the groin on one, so I, I can't I can't specify. But I would say on a on a scale of zero to painful, it would be excruciating to take one of those in in the uh, nether regions. Yeah, I wouldn't want that either. Not even close. <laughs> I feel like that'd be a mess. What's the best way to train yourself to catch deers? You know what? There's a lot of talk right now. There's a lot of, you know, there's supplements out there and things like that. But um, I'm a, I'm like a, I'm a Rocky five kind of guy. Is it Rocky five? No, Rocky four. I would say that you should go to Russia. You should work out out of a barn and throw logs and heave hay bales is probably the best way. When you return from Russia, uh, you'll be able to take on those, uh, those deer for sure. You'll get it that way. Okay. And then what do you do when you, when you actually catch a deer? What, what happens? Do you, do you hug it? Do you walk it back to deer camp? Do you talk with it? What do you do when you no, catch you, it? You, you take a selfie. That's it? That's it. Isn't That's PETA doing that right now? Yeah. <laughs> I just saw something I, uh, yes. like that. It was confusing, yes, but now I'm starting to see more of it. Yep, yep. You take a selfie. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if PETA reached out, like not understanding the joke of our brand and being like, can we help promote that you should catch and release catch deer you. as opposed to shoot them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, absolutely.
what's the perfect distance to start a spear tackle when you're catching a deer? Like, should you be two feet, 10 feet? I mean, how far can you really launch yourself to, to wrap tackle a deer? What I like to do is similar to like a, a field goal kicker. I like to take two big steps back and one to the left. And I take three strides and I lay out. And and that's, just, just, that's how I, that's how I get down. on them. And yep. then you get, I mean, you, you got to have the phone in the hand. You get the selfie almost midair, right? Like, <laughs> tackling yeah. this boom. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's it. Those are the questions. So I mean, one other thing it's, um, that I want to mention, well, well, let's do this. We'll do the recap here. Um, I want people to know how, where they can find you, where they can buy your memorabilia, all that good stuff. Um, where you're going to be in the future as far as trade shows. And then, uh, you had mentioned that you've got some partnerships going on. And I think one that I'm pervy to that, uh, maybe you can enlighten me in the audience on is, uh, do you guys have a partnership with the national deer Alliance? Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got some, um, we've got some sponsorships coming up for our, our show in the fall, but our, one of our, our biggest uh, partnerships that we have is that every, um, every apparel item that we sell, um, there's a donation that goes to um, the national deer Alliance. And if you buy it um, on catchandeers.com, our hats and our shirts and um items there it's a two dollar donation so we wanted to make that something that was significant and meaningful that can um, do a lot of good and the national deer alliance if you're not aware of what that is um it's an organization that um that was set up uh, to protect deer uh wild deer and then deer hunters rights as well so a lot of awareness and a lot of um work around ehd and cwd right now there's just another breakout of ehd um in eastern in eastern kentucky uh, a few weeks ago and so those are very real things and uh, you know i'm we had in ontario our spring bear hunt taken away from us for a period of i think five years and that that was a very very big impact not only on deer hunter on on hunters that um you know harvest bear for for meat but um there's a huge industry in ontario and specifically northern ontario where people's livelihood are are guiding and outfitting for, for these animals. And that was taken away for political reasons. And so that's kind of near and dear to me that, you know, we sometimes take it for granted and certainly in, in the markets that we deer hunt in Ontario and Kentucky and Tennessee and places like that, it's very easy to think that, you know what, this will be this way forever. And, and this, that's just um, not the case. We need to be active in, in protecting it. So we're passionate about that. Um, we have a, a partnership with them and we're just, really excited about the good work that, that they're doing to protect our heritage. And, you know, you, you had mentioned that your wife's eight months pregnant. We've got a, a little guy that's nine months old. And, you know, when he's my age, I want him to be able to enjoy the same things that, that I am now. So it means, it means a lot to us. Oh yeah. You, you summed up really nice there having passion for it. It definitely shows the way you communicated all that. Um, that's good to know. That's really great. That's great to know. Cause I don't think everyone knows that. It took me a minute to figure it out. I don't remember where I saw it, but once I did, I was like, well, that just got even better. So great. Yeah. Yeah. The, the best way, you know, not, uh, you know, a way that you can get, get involved as well is they have an email newsletter that comes out like weekly. And if you go to national deer Alliance or you Google national deer Alliance, you can sign up for that newsletter and it's just a weekly free membership um, that you have email updates and they do surveys from deer hunters and they tell you about, you know, a lot of the things that are going on with, um, with, you know, deer hunting that we need to be aware of so that we can take action. 
in our current society, a lot of times it's the vocal minority that tends to get, get their way. And, um, you know, we need to stand up and protect our rights as deer hunters. So that, that means a lot. Um, also to answer your question, where to find us, catchingdeers.com is, is, you know, our website. We're on Instagram at catching deers and on Facebook, um, at catching deers as well. And, we have um, spell, spell catching deers once. Different. Spell catching. <laughs> that's a, that's that's very true. So C A T C H I N D E E R S. So it's not catching, it's catching. I looked at it too many times last night typing stuff up and I started thinking cat chin, like a cat's chin. <laughs> so if you want to <laughs> remember it if you're listening, cat chin <laughs> deers. Cat chin. You know what? I hadn't even viewed it in that lens, but uh, it's a cat chin. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to. Yeah, whatever. That's how I. Th- too too late of a night looking at stuff, but I'll I'll let you <laughs> go on. All good. No, I I appreciate I certainly appreciate you uh, you having me on. Yeah, and what's your favorite hat? Do you like? Is it the classic, or, or do you like? Because I gotta imagine there's got to be some selfishness behind picking the stuff. It's got to be stuff you guys like. You know which. One's yeah, your you know what my. Yeah, so my the one I wear the most, the Catchin, the the Catchin Deer's foam trucker, the black and white foam trucker is so comfortable. It's like it's my favorite hat on the planet. So um, I wear that all all the time. I have one on right now that's called the Daryl. Um, unfortunately, it's sold out on the website. But uh, we named a bunch of our hats after um, deer we have on trail camera and that we're you know pursuing or that we've shot on the property. So this nice. one's called the Daryl. Uh, the funny story behind the name Daryl is that we couldn't find anything that was unusual about this buck. It was just a straight mainframe nine, and we just gave <laughs> up and called him Daryl. Um, so the, the Daryl is what I'm. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm wearing right now. I'm really excited about one that's coming out in the fall. Um, probably around October 1st, uh, we'll have them in. But it's a real tree original, so it's the old school 1986 oh, yeah. camo. With catching deers on it. Um, so got some of that yeah, my, my old man. I got like a giant onesie in that color for bull yes. hunting. Yeah. I yes. It's funny you say that. I have a friend that reached out and was like, "Hey, I found this in my dad's closet. Do you want it or do you want to wear it?" And I'm like, "Yes, I do." It's it's not the original. It's when he when Bill Jordan introduced um, leaves, and I think that was two years later, in '88 or '89. Okay. He introduced actually putting leaves over top of the tree bark pattern, and so I've got a whole getup, like including boots, like right down to the boots oh, yeah. that um, is in, in that. And so I want to do a throwback video with with that because it's total total '80s. I love it. That'll be fun. That'll be a ton of fun. We'll rock on, man. Well, I think that about does it. That's an episode. Um, I always say thanks for taking time out of the woods, but I know we're not there yet. We're getting close. We're getting close. Thanks for We're trekking to close. Wisconsin. Yeah. You got the, well, I guess there's one more thing. Yeah, the t-shirt, the big buck state of mind. You only have one for Wisconsin that I saw. So I think we're just really special here yeah. in Wisconsin. Wisconsin has a special place in my heart. That's right. We do have the big buck state of mind Wisconsin shirt. And um, there is, there's a few of them left. Check them out on the, on the website. There are a few of them left. Um, from that show and they're for sale and and we did that specifically for wisconsin there's no other state that has um, a catch and deer shirt just for that state so it's pretty pretty special you might want yeah. to scoop those up before they're gone cool rock on bud well thanks so much man yeah you know it's a pleasure for me to be on thanks so much for having me oh yeah looking for a spot to hunt download the free where to hunt app for your smartphone today 
Avoid hunters, see less people, see more deer. With the Where to Hunt app, you will know where other hunters are before you see them. Just search Where to Hunt from the App Store to download today. All right, so that was a great episode with Bud. Ton of fun, a lot of laughs. Hope you guys and gals all enjoyed this week's episode with uh, Bud. And uh, the tip of the week this week is is pretty straightforward. You know, don't take yourself too seriously. That's the tip. And uh, maybe take that a step further. And if you see on social media as like trail cam photos are starting to be shared and, uh, you know, pass along like commented on showing up on social media, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, whatever you're into, um, try complimenting someone if it's not the biggest buck in the world or if it's not like, you know, something maybe you'd shoot, but maybe they're excited about it. Don't put them down. Or if you see someone putting them down, stand up for them. Um, I think a lot of people are tired of seeing that kind of garbage. I don't know who perpetuates that stuff. I don't know but anybody in my circle of friends, and I don't see a whole lot of that happening on the Where to Hunt Facebook page or the Instagram page. Um, Twitter's kind of just crickets. Can't handle all the noise there. Um, but defend people. Stand up for people. Compliment people. Be nice. And don't take yourself too seriously. Like, remember, hunting's a ton of fun. Let's think back to deer camp just a good time that's what we look forward to as hunters so that's my two cents my uh uh for this one and i hope everyone has a great day a great week a great weekend whenever you're listening to this a great ride into work a great walk or run on the treadmill maybe a good ride on the bike um maybe you're listening to me while you're cutting the grass i know i do that sometimes so not to myself but anyway that's what i got for everybody today it'd mean a ton to me if you could give us a rating on itunes um if you go to iTunes, you can search Where to Hunt Wisconsin Podcast. That's the title of it. Uh, you could also just go to bit.ly slash W2H podcast. It's a real short way to get there if you don't know how to type anything. And I know the iTunes like URL is super duper 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 long. So I figured uh, bit.ly slash W, the number two, the, the num- or the letter H, and then podcast, bit.ly slash w2h podcast and you can leave a review there too if you like what you hear i'd love to hear your feedback one way or the other thanks so much everybody have a great day and on public <laughs>